Welcome back to another day of trading on Dynasty Wall Street, where every week we take three players and react to their value using the Dynasty Trade Calculator. Now, let's go down to the floor with our traders, Russ Fisher, John Bosch, and Kane Fussell. Welcome back, everybody, to another day of trading on the floor of Dynasty Wall Street. Russ, John, Kane here again to bring you through. This is the time. This is this is the time where you need to take a good long look both in the mirror and at your fantasy teams and decide what are we doing? What are we doing here? Come on. Now, this isn't to say you either go for the championship or blow your team up completely. There's spaces in between, but you really do need to decide right space now. Between. Spaces. No, the space between. Go on. Okay. A song reference from forever ago. Okay. Um, <laughs> wow. All right. I have running back, folks, so we'll just get right into it. I am going to go ahead and bring Kyron Williams to the table. See, um, saw this one coming because we probably should have done that last week. Probably should have. Uh, because he's a, But he's a running back, so... We only care, you know, a little bit as it is. Before we get into Kyron Williams, I kind of want to ask the question. Is Christian McCaffrey basically like Travis Kelsey at this point? Like, just yeah. pay pay the cost. <laughs> go get him. Um, because he's the one that matters at the position. Um, I mean, I guess Bijan kind of is probably falling into that too. But Bijan's young. There's a lot of good reasons to go pay up for him. Christian McCaffrey on the older side really feels like just more and more feels like, Travis but also when was the last time we had a 10 point week out of Christian McCaffrey? I don't know. Never. And, and I mean, <laughs> like, not to say like Bijan is bad by any means whatsoever, but he put up 10 points this week. That's not terrible. So like just every single running back feels like they're not Christian McCaffrey when it comes to putting him in your lineup. Yeah. And that's how I feel about tight end. Every single tight end is not Travis Kelsey when I go to put him in my lineup. So I'm just curious your guys' thoughts. So am, I, am I crazy for thinking that? Should I be looking at any other running back that I want to spend up for or just spend for Kel uh, Mc Jeez, spend for McCaffrey or just go cheap? I mean, I will say right now the running so back fine. one is Raheem Mostert. Obviously. <laughs> And A chain's like or A chain's like five now. Six. Six. Okay. Kyron Williams is five. You're looking at uh trade addict scoring, I assume. Yes. Always. Yes. Okay. All right. So Kyron Williams comes in on the calculator at 7.6. Actually seems a little low based on the first few weeks here and getting rid of Cam Akers. I was kind of surprised by that. But if you take Kyron Williams and you add your third. It equals an an early second. Would you give an early second for Kyron Williams and getting a third back? Yeah, that feels real easy to me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So let's go up the scale. Would you just give the straight second for him? Yeah. Yes. Would you give two seconds for him, an early and a late? Say you're contending. You just lost Chubb. You've got yours. You've got you've got your second, which is going to be a good one because you're going to win, and somebody else's who's is very early. I think I would because there's no competition there, first of all. And None. Literally, like, he took every – wasn't he, like, the only running back involved last night? 
I mean, last night also wasn't the greatest showing for that team in general. Um, but also, besides the 49ers, even though he crushed the 49ers, their division is bad against the run. So he has a lot of very good matchups for the rest of the season. So I, yeah, in the right situation, I absolutely would. Like if I had Derrick Henry on my team right now and I'm just angry, I'm not going to get rid of Derrick Henry by any means, but like I would throw two seconds to fix the situation and still start Henry every week also and cry most weeks. It seems like. What about you, Kane? Would you give two seconds for him? That's right on the line for me. I think that's, um, yeah, I think I would because I think I I get one more year out of him besides this year, right? So if I get two years, one second a year, I'm fine with that. Yeah, I like the I like looking at it that way. That makes me very much be willing to give two seconds because I would give a second for this year. I am always willing to give a second to have a one year running back. So. Yep. Thinking getting this year and next year is a great way to look at it. Just to double check, nobody's given up a first yet, right? I'm not. No. No, okay. not All right. yet. All right. We're not not yet. Not yet. <laughs> okay. So we'll we'll get to the list then. Coming in on the list near him, Isaiah Pacheco, AJ Dillon, Roshan Johnson, and Alexander Madison. I'll give that list one more time. That's Alexander Madison, Roshan Johnson, AJ Dillon, and Isaiah Pacheco. I can go. Um, Fire away. So Kyron Willings is first for, yeah, Kyron Willings first for me on this list. Um, I have Pacheco at two. Um, I actually have Roshan Johnson at three. because um, I think he's going to take over that backfield. AJ Dillon at four and Alexander Madison at five because I'm a Vikings fan and I just don't <laughs> want him on the team anymore. You're a bitter Vikings fan, let's call it. I certainly am. Through okay. 0-3, I'm very bitter. <laughs> well, like, it's so weird because, like, he, for all intents and purposes, seems like he just had a terrible game, but he still put up, like, 18, 20-something fantasy points. Like, it's... I don't know. Um, my list is actually insanely similar to Kane's, except I put Roshan second because I really like him. And I'll put him over Pacheco, who is just mediocre at this point. But on a very good team versus yeah. <laughs> being on the Bears. But he's just light years better than Khalil Herbert and anyone else that they have on that team. So I think it is a matter of time before uh, fingers crossed the bears just do what they did last year again, and just let Justin Fields do whatever the heck he wants. Why? I almost went with quarterback to talk about Justin Fields, but I honestly, I like, what are they doing? Did they not see what happened at the end of the year and like be like, Hey, let's do that again. That's not how they started. I I I don't get coaching. No, there is no getting this. <laughs> you know, one. as uh, I think it's Sigmund Bloom. You know, the uh, irrational yep. assumption of a, assumption of rational coaching just never plays out. So, for the love of God, I okay. Bears aside, like I don't know what to do there. All right, my list is also extremely similar to Kane's, except for I'm not a bitter Vikings fan. So I am a bitter oh, sure. AJ Dillon 
manager that started him the last couple of weeks. So he is dead last on my list. Um, what I so uh, and Madison is four on my list. I would like to ask you guys a question: Would you give any of these guys that are on this list plus a second for Kyron Williams? Yeah, I'd give AJ Dillon in a two. Me too, easily. Yeah, and guess easily. who? AJ Dillon's the highest like, valued one in the calculator right now. Yeah. Feels... Like in in all reality, I realize I'm a bitter Vikings fan, but like, yeah, I should have Madison over AJ Dillon. <laughs> but like AJ Dillon just doesn't seem like he's getting the work. Like he's not efficient. Aaron Jones is he, like out. I don't get it. Yeah, and then Aaron he's Jones is going to come back and take yeah. it all over again. So, like yep. I don't know. I all think AJ Dillon's here. value is basically headed to zero, faster than any of the anybody else on this list. He's yeah. I think he's the one who will zero out in value before anybody else on this list. So if I could get rid of him and. Use a second and turn that into Kyron Williams. Easy. Yeah. Would you give Madison in a second for Kyron Williams? I think so. Only no. because I think you'll get similar scoring this year, but you'll get next year out of Kyron, I believe, but you won't out of Madison. Would you give anybody else? Would you Would you give Roshan or Pacheco? I feel like you would probably give Pacheco, right, Russ? I wouldn't want to. I think if like two weeks goes by and we get Pacheco scoring eight to 10 points and Kyron scoring 16 to 18, I might. I think that's worth a second to, to basically increase your starting lineup by that score each week. It, like, yeah. And, and that seems realistic. So if that does happen, then my answer is yes. Right now, I would probably say no and then feel stupid in two weeks that I probably lost one of those two games by three points because I didn't do the trade earlier. Does anybody think a single second gets accepted if you send it offering that for Kyron Williams right now? Um, if the team that has them is a team like one or two of mine where they're bad and forgot they had them on their taxi squad, maybe. Really? Just to cash That's, out. Maybe. I would start there then, folks. I was going to suggest just going ahead and starting with a running back like AJ Dillon in a second. Cause to me, that feels like it would get done. If you just want to get it done, then absolutely go try and do that. Or like the equivalent of that as a wide receiver, just someone younger, because yeah. if it's a bad team, you don't want to give them Deandre Hopkins or something like that. Like you, they're going to want, you know, a young wide receiver, but yeah, someone third round value ish, throw a second on top, just get it done. Ooh, what about what about a young wide receiver that's kind of showing a little bit right now? What if what about Tank Dell? I don't know where he comes in on the calculator. I'm very curious, but he was the name that came to mind. I would want the wide receiver, obviously. I, yeah, I, I but plus I just his name's Tank. I I you know <laughs> I wanted as many of the two tanks this year in rookie drafts, so that that name itself just sort of strikes a little too strong. But I agree with you completely. Like people drafted in that range, and that are doing okay like no one that's completely disappeared of course i'm completely blanking as i'm trying to like talk for a little bit for he names comes in way head. higher in the calculator he comes in at 13.8 so thank you oh nice they pushed him clearly up. clearly way uh way above so gonna have to agree with the calculator there but i i do like the idea of offering a younger wide receiver uh because that just gets people excited We'll say, yeah. you know, like, oh, I get a young, get a turn, Kyron Williams, especially if they're a bad team, uh, into a young wide receiver. Uh, Romeo Dobbs comes in about that, about that range, and so does Josh Downs. 
Uh, those would be two relatively young, very young, 22-year-old wide receivers. Um, I would probably sacrifice either one of those right now if I needed a running back on a competing team. I would. It would make me a little sad, but I would still yeah. do it. And, and I think a, I think a bad team would take the wide receiver, and that's probably a trade yeah. that gets done very easily as well. So Agree. All righty. I think that's it for running back. All right. So, Kane, you have wide receiver. Who do you have for us? Um, I, like John, want to focus on scoring points during the season. Um, Keenan one Allen. One player is doing that very, very well. Um, no. Close. Ah. In points. Yeah, he didn't say quarterbacks, um, John. He said wide receivers. Ah, yes, yes, yes. Sorry, who'd you say? Um, I want to talk about Tyreek Hill. Like, oh, I yeah. realize that Tyreek yes. Hill is 29. I get it. But he's putting up fantasy points at, at a clip. He's averaging in PPR scoring, he's averaging 30 points a game. Sure, you can say like that's probably not sustainable. Um, sure. But he's played very, very well. It's clear that he's a large part of that offense. So my question is would you trade a mid and late 24 first for Tyreek Hill? Wow. Is, but is is that that is that his calculator value right now? Yes. Wow. Kane, give us uh this is we're talking wide receiver now, so now it matters and we're talking firsts. Give us some names next year, this time. Who who's who's right in that middle? Who's right at the end of the first? Somewhere give us some names. Sure. So you could be looking at potentially guys like Emek Buka from oh. Ohio State, um Xavier oh, Worthy from Texas, oh. Troy Franklin from Oregon, Malik Neighbors, LSU. Oh no. Um Romeo Dunze uh, from Washington. Oh my gosh. Like so here's the thing. If if this if I am a competing team and I manage to have my own first plus I have somebody else's first that's in the middle, yes, I am doing that 100%. I will give me Tyreek. I I am the go all in manager. I want to put pressure on the rest of the league to try and keep up with me or give up. I like it when they give up because it makes life easier on me. So <laughs> if I can make my team look so good that people are like, well, I don't want to spend that much. So I'm just going to go the other way. Um, and then they, you know, kind of let me have an easier way. There is an advantage to that. So if I'm competing, I a hundred percent will give up my first and another first that looks like it's going to be a playoff first for Tyree kill. That is the fair cost as well. Like you're not going to get him for less than that, nor should you. But but oh my god, if I'm not competing and I can get this for him, and I can get a Mecca mm, in the middle, and then somebody else late, yeah, yeah, I, I'm our like, <laughs> I want the picks. Then don't forget, Tyree Kill did the great thing for all of us and told us when he's going to retire, <laughs> and it was after the 25 season. Yeah. So so you got time, and look, Tyreek Hill has been an outlier at every step of his career. So he's going to play, at an elite, he's most likely at this point going to play at an elite level at an elite age. So I'm not worried about him slowing down, not worrying about him falling off or anything whatsoever. I'm with John. If I have those picks and I have a competing team, like you're two and one right now or one and two and you still have like the third most points scored anyway just because of randomness you pull this off and you feel like the big boss man like you know you do this and then 
you win the next three weeks and all of a sudden you're in first place and everyone's trying to, you know, create the arms race to catch up to you. Like, I, I agree. Like, this is the baller move you pull right now. The equivalent, the wide receiver equivalent of going and getting Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. Being the first person to do it in your league is always an advantage too. be the one that starts that dominoes to force people to make a decision. A lot of times when people are forced to make a decision, guess what kind of decision they make? Bad ones. A bad one. That's <laughs> this guy. So nice. It is you oftentimes. <laughs> Sometimes. It's really nice. I look back at that trade addicts trade when I got the Devontae Adams scoring every week so far this, this year, Russ. <laughs> and I'm like, ooh, maybe this one is going to work out for me. <laughs> yeah, but I think I got Devonta out of it, so I'm fine. You did. Um, you did. Uh, Kane, what about you? Uh, the picks or Tyreek? Similar to what John said, right? If if I am clearly a top team, right? I already have a squad that has solid quarterbacks, like a good tight end, solid running backs. And I feel like I'm a wide receiver away. I already have some solid wide receivers. I might already have, speaking from experience, I might already have a team that has like, I don't know, Devontae Adams and maybe like a Stefan Diggs or like you're, you just want that other piece that like, is just going to, make sure that you keep scoring points at a high clip. Like I have no problem doing that because I'm planning to win. Right. I'm planning to win this year. That's the one twelve and potentially a one five, one six somewhere in there. I think it totally makes sense to to give up for a guy as good as Tyree Kill. And you're probably not like you're it's a really low risk investment because let's say your team goes south for some reason. There's a good chance you can trade that and trade him later and probably get two firsts back. It might be a 24 and a 25 right. or something like that. So you're, you've really got a safe bet here, betting on the player. Pretty much the only way that you lose is if Don't you Don't say hurt. it out loud. Don't say it out I mean, loud. No, that's it. I mean, that's really the only way. But, like, somebody's got to catch him. <laughs> and they're not going to catch him. He's just going to run to the end zone every single time or out of bounds, which he is very good at, thankfully. So... Yeah, I, he keeps I'm himself with you. safe. That's an advantage to him. Yeah. All right. What's your list looking like? Um. So Terry Kill is now at a weird point in the calculator, where there are no aged players around the same age as him yeah. around him, because he's scoring that many points. So, um, th- I think this is more practical than which old guy do you like the most? Which young um, guy so would you give up list. for we, him? That, that's the question. So it's yep. Tyree Kill. <laughs> Chris Olave. Oh God. Jalen Waddle. No. Why? Garrett Wilson. And Amon Ross St. Brown. Oh, jeez. Just hurt me, King. Olave and Waddle, those are but, like my two that I have on so many teams because I just I, straight love them. I know. But it's uh, he's in such a weird Tyree. spot where like he's he's surrounded around these guys. And that's the only people that are equivalent to him in the calculator right now. Yeah. And it makes sense. I mean, this is the, this is the, you know, the escalator move, whichever way you're going. If if you're looking to get younger and you have Tyreek, you try and pivot to one of these guys so that you get them on the way up and somebody else, you get rid of Tyreek on the way down, you know, as you're crossing Um, and vice versa. (laughs) That's really just the move. Where does he rank overall? Jeez, Russ, have I stalled enough to give you an actual time to I to put a I, list together here? I don't like myself right now because um, you don't have Wilson number yeah. one, obviously. 
I don't have Wilson number one. Um, yeah. I have Chris Olave number one. Um, he's really, really good. We knew he was really, really good. At, but yes. like last season, he put up okay points. Now he's putting up really good points in a not super functional offense still. So he's going to be the dude. Like he's going to, you know, just go forward as a top five, six wide receiver. I have Hill next. And this is what made me upset with myself. Like I have how Hill. dare you? I put Hill and then Waddle. Number one, how dare you? I know. And you know, I'm even letting that office reference go and not make a joke about it being from Parks and Rec or something because it's like, like I love Waddle. I have Waddle on so many teams, but if I'm sitting here, especially off a game that Waddle missed and Tyreek is still going, if someone comes to me and says one for one, let's go. How do you not say yes to that? Like, how do you... <laughs> like, Waddle is so much younger? <laughs> I know, but, like, seriously, like, if we're talking... Well, like, I, but, like, two years. Like, if we're talking two years where Tyreek is probably still going to outscore Waddle, Waddle's still going to be very, very good. Let me put that out there. I, I love Jalen Waddle, and I think he's going to score a lot of points, but, like, how many players are on my squad for more than two years in general anyway? Yeah. So if I'm going to get a guy I think is going to outscore score more points in the next two years, I think I just do it. I I, I hate myself for it, <laughs> you know, because there's a lot of dynasty feelings that that goes against. But I think it's the right move. And then I put, I mean, Garrett Wilson fourth and Amon Ra fifth. And honestly, I don't, I don't even know anymore. Like, I think the Lions offense might be getting too good for Amon Ra to be as good as we want him to be again. Like he was doing so well last year because he was all there was. And let's face it, they have the tight end one Sam Laporta on their team right now. So like, and then there's still Jamison Williams who, even if he doesn't need to be spectacular, if he's just good. If he's better than Josh Reynolds. Exactly. Like if he's just good, that's, and again, good offense is good for the offense. So I'm not saying he's going to take targets away from from St. Brown. That's not what I mean. But like, it's going to be more well divided amongst the wide receivers. It's it's going to be tougher for him to get those double digit targets we need him to get because he's not always a big play guy. So, and then I so I just I think Garrett Wilson is more talented. So I'm going to put him up there above him. So there's a couple of teams that I just hard fade in the NFL. And that's the Jets. <laughs> One of them's the Jets. <laughs> um, yes, when they went out and got Aaron Rodgers, part of me cracked a little bit. Shouldn't have. Just it's the Jets. Sorry. Just bad luck, bad management. I don't just the luck Jets. Luck has nothing they, to do with it. MetLife should get sued for the turf they use. Sure, whatever. Nonetheless, that's why Wilson is now number five on my list. As much as I would like to have him number four, he's number five because he's a jet. And when he's a I, jet, I get it. he's a jet all the way. So, uh, you know, till he's not a jet, he's going to be number five. <laughs> there you go. All right. Uh, slipped another office reference in there. An office reference to a West Side Story reference. All right. Elmon Ross St. Brown, number four. And then it's tough. <laughs> What are you going to do, John? What are you so, going to do, John? I am pretty sure I've ranked Olave and Waddle on this style of a list 
Olave one and Waddle two for probably like a year now. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's you now were Waddle. It's one now of the Waddle earliest I remember going all in on Olave. I for love sure. Olave. I mean, I straight up like I have so many teams because of that. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was JJ. Uh, so thank you, JJ Zacharyson, <laughs> that shined a real bright light on uh, Olave. It made me love him. He is one B. I will put Waddle one A now solely because good Lord, how can you not want more of the Dolphins offense? Like, holy cow. I love their coach. He is awesome. I, I love that. They just freaking put it on Denver. Like they didn't slow down. They, they didn't stop. They are all about going fast and just going and going and going and going and going. I don't know that the same could be said about the saints. That is a fair statement. Now, I'm actually very interested in seeing how Jameis, <laughs> the Jameis-led Saints, what that does for Olave. If there's one thing about Jameis, he doesn't give a fart. Uh, so I am very excited for the upcoming games of Olave because I want to see Jameis just sling it to him down the field over and over and over and over. Um so Olave comes in two. Tyreek, I think there is an argument for him to be one on this list. Mm-hmm. No disagreement. I wouldn't even argue with somebody. But because I love Olave and Waddle so much, they are my top two. Tyreek comes in at a number, if I went 1A and 1B, Tyreek's number two. So I don't even have a three. There's Olave and Waddle. How can I? They're so hard. Like, that's, I mean, there's a reason that while you say you only have players on your team for a couple of years, that is true for me at every position but wide receivers. I still have DeAndre Hopkins and Keenan Allen on a ton of teams. I probably literally still have A.J. Green, who's retired, sitting on a roster somewhere that I just haven't dropped him. Like, there's a good chance, because when I when I fall in love with wide receivers, they are the ones that I don't trade. Like, don't even bother sending me a trade. They're just going to be on my roster till they retire. Olave and Waddle are those two for me right now. I would be more likely to trade Jefferson or Chase because I could get so much for them. Whereas mm-hmm. like I can't get that same amount for Olave and Waddle. So they're just going to sit because I think they're close to just as valuable. All right, Kane, what's your list looking like? Uh, so I have Tyreek Hill at one. <laughs> yes. Um, no, let's argue with him now. We said there's no argument. No. <laughs> I, I just think this, the point differential between Tyreek Hill and these guys for the next like two years is so vast, right? Like he makes it worth it for me. Um, so I have Olave at two um, because I have a lot of Tyreek Hill teams, which means I don't also want to have the other Dolphins wide receiver. But you can on have the same them team. Both. That's the thing. Yeah, it's one of the few teams where it's just yeah. And they're running back, and they're running backs at this point. Like just have them all. Good lord, how how high should Tua be right now? Woo. You would have won. If you had an entire Miami team, you would have won against everybody. Yes. Um, no, I've I've Olave at two because I want the the clear one, right on the team. That's why he's at two over Waddle at three for me. Like Olave is just the clear number one on his team, and we can't say the same for Waddle at this point. Like obviously Tyreek Hill's there, and Tyreek Hill is incredible. He's probably gonna have two thousand receiving yards. Um, the fact that he's that like openly at- saying he's going for that is awesome. Yeah, we love it. For fantasy points, that is great. Yeah. 
Because you know he's going um, like at the end so of the game, like, he's that. not going to want to come out. Yeah, I'm with you. That leaves me with Amra St. Brown at four and Garrett Wilson at five. I think um, if you can try and move Garrett Wilson for one of these other guys and maybe even add a third, something like that, just do it. Get out of Garrett Wilson. Like until we know who their quarterback is, you just can't do it. God, it's, I mean, it's such a shame. Like he is very, 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 very good. If he wasn't a jet, he would probably be much higher up on my list. It's just about any other situation in the NFL. I don't think there's another team that he could be on where it would make me be low on him. And it's a shame. All right. I don't know that trading him away right now is the right move though. I'm because I'm, I'm curious what you can curious what Garrett Wilson actually is going for in trades. Well, you have to think that, if you're trading for Garrett Wilson, you're a rebuilding team still. And so you don't care about punting this year. And like they didn't go into Zach Wilson this year. So there's no chance they're going into Zach no. Wilson next year. There's no, there's, there's a possibility they don't go into Zach Wilson next week. Oh, I mean, I hope so. <laughs> like, I mean, I, can we, can they trade for Kirk Cousins? Let, let's get that going. Anybody, anybody could be the starter in week five. For the Jets, week four, I think they've already said, you know, whatever. It's it's going to be Wilson, but too soon. That's just because they haven't gotten somebody else yet. They haven't made enough phone calls yet. All right, so it's time to have a tough discussion, John. Oh, are we going to talk Pitts? We're talking Kyle Pitts. Nice. More like the more like Kyle Poots. Uh huh. Kyle, everything but points. Yes. Like, literally every metric. Yeah, that's but true. points so, still. Still, still. So, so the Twitter sphere has been a buzz lately, and yes, I still call it Twitter because I still call the Rams St. Louis. So it's going to be a long time before San Diego Chargers are one of my favorite teams this year. They're so much X, fun. To watch. You know, X will be fallen and destroyed by the time I start calling it that. Um, so, Twitter has been a buzz on the straight talk between like Pitts and Laporta because Laporta is kind of playing like we wanted Pitts to when he first came in. And it's so boring. Like what you, what, what you mean to say is scoring points. Like, yeah, fair enough. Okay. Uh, he's on an offense that we wanted Kyle Pitts to be more on. Um, but I mean, everything that was about Kyle Pitts hasn't changed. He's still like 17 years old. I think he's 22 now, right? Like yeah. real age. Isn't he 22? I believe I believe he'll be 24 at the end of his oh. contract. Okay. Assuming they're not dumb enough to give him his fifth year option right now, because that <laughs> sounds like it would be the stupidest thing ever. Though it's the Falcons. They drafted him at what number four, I think. So. <laughs> and then Drake London the next year, and still just won't pass the ball. Uh, so we 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 always assume that, you know, young tight ends aren't going to do much. And that really does seem to be the case. We get every once in a while, we get Laporta. We got what Kittle came out and scored pretty well. Engram, his first year, you know, Muth did, has been doing okay. Nothing great, but like, so if you still have a 24 year old tight end, who's going to most likely a team that will choose him and pay him, so they'll want to actually use him. A 24 tight end with insane athletics and was a great 
prospects coming in. Like, I feel like that still holds value, but he's still 22 and has another year and 15 weeks on his contract. So, so the value in the calculator right now is he's 25.6 points. And that comes close to a late second and no, sorry, late first and a second, which comes to 23 points. A mid first and a second came to about like 29. So I went a little lower to be a little bit more realistic. So I guess the question right now is Pitts or a late first and a second? I don't think you have to add the second. I think if you offer the first, depending on who the manager is, if they're going to take a first and a second, I bet you they would take just the first. So that's where I, that's where I'm starting. And yeah, I would give a late first. <laughs> it's um, I've burned a lot of late firsts on players that don't develop anyways. So why not take a chance on another one that might never score points for me? Look, I have a ton of pits. You want the hard discussion? And in, I think almost every single lineup, every single roster where I have pits, he's no longer starting on my team. He is sitting on my benches. I went out and paid up to get Kelsey wherever the hell I could. Uh, I have Andrews on a lot of teams, along with Pitts. Anywhere I don't have one of those two, I have Laporta or Ingram, and I'm starting them over him. Look, that is a tough pill to swallow. It sucks to not be able to start Kyle Pitts because I did invest heavily in him. Uh, It doesn't mean I'm just going to give up on him. Every reason that I invested in him is still there. (laughs) It hasn't gone away. The only thing that's not happening is literally the fantasy points are not following. I don't know if you've watched any of the games, but good Lord, Desmond Ritter is terrible. Pitts is actually getting a decent amount of usage, running good routes, getting good targets, leading them in things like air yards. Unfortunately, the air yards probably all get added like 10 to them because the ball just sails so far beyond him. It's ridiculous. Uh, it's, it is, it is hard to watch. I'm not just giving up on him. I mean, that's, I I don't know why I would, because the investment was never that he was going to score a ton of points in his rookie year. You were always buying, you would hope for that, but, uh, and he did do well in his first year, didn't get touchdowns. Yes, I get that. But like catches and yards, he had it last year. Not so much, but the usage is still there at this point. Now I'm probably just uh, holding and waiting and uh, hopefully he gets the hell out of Atlanta and go somewhere where they use him like the weapon that he should be. And like you said, at that point, he'll only be 24 or 25. Um, he'll be young still. There's tight ends that don't start their careers until shortly before that age. So he will have a lot of experience at that point. And I I will be very excited for him to not be playing in the offense that he is in right now. The worst thing that could happen is Atlanta makes the playoffs and they just run it back, run that same offense back again <sighs> next year. Like, and there's a good shot because that division is god awful terrible. They can get into the playoffs at you know eight and nine or whatever the hell the worst record in the playoffs is. And uh then Arthur Smith has coached them in the playoffs, winning, you know. It's just it's a sad. I I would give I would offer a first, uh, you know, a late first for Pitts and continue to stash him. I don't think you have to even start with the offering a second. If they counter with a second, yeah. If it's a, if it's my like if it's my first and second, and I'm competing and I have Kelsey, um, 
I think Kelsey plays for a couple more years, but there's no guarantee as he does get a little bit older. So I think stashing Pitts to take over right there is a good move to make right now. Okay. I just talked for like 10 minutes. Came I think like, John took most picks. of the words. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, rather have Pitts. Um, like John made the best point and worded it perfectly. When you get to the ends of the first rounds in most rookie drafts, it's not that great. Now, I know this is supposed to be a very strong, another year with a very strong first round. But again, if you're competing and, you know, you have Kelsey or, you know, just parts of your team are aging out, but you still think you're going to get the 112. How is it wrong to go get pits right now? Like, there are tight ends that are going to come in at 24 years old, you know, in that draft for sure. And you're getting a guy you know is just really, 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 really talented. And that just, it makes perfect sense to go do that move. And I think John is very much right. You're going to get people right now, assuming they didn't pay the iron price when it was the wrong time to go get Kyle Pitts. Like, if you did a startup this year, Kyle Pitts got drafted in the fourth or fifth round, someone's probably willing to take a first for him. And, and I think that's a very smart move to, you know, set your team up for a year or two out. Um, so the list is small and mostly young. I put one guy on here uh, a little out of spite. Um, I got an offer two weeks ago to take Kyle Pitts for my uh, a team i'm rebuilding for baker mayfield and sam laporta and i just really liked laporta so i didn't want to do it because i knew he's just going to be good and of course now it seems like the world thinks laporta's worth more anyway but i countered straight up dallas goddard for kyle pitts and he rejected it fast you know and he wants to be scoring points so my list is dallas goddard sam laporta Dalton Kincaid and Kyle Pitts. It's going to be tough for me to decide between Laporta and Pitts. You should probably send that Goddard offer again. You should send that Goddard offer every single week, Russ. Just send it every week until he accepts it. Be that manager that's annoying. I mean, the situation has changed because another week has gone by. Like, it's not the same offer as it was a week ago. Because we have one more week where Kyle Pitts just, did, especially if you sound like started, draft day. Sound like draft day? Yeah, the movie Draft Day. I hope never you get that it. reference. If not, we'll move on. I've never oh seen it. God. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, nonetheless, the guy says, we live in a different world than we did 10 minutes ago. It's true. It's true. I mean, every single week of the NFL season is 117th of the important fantasy weeks, one 14th of the weeks, uh, if they're a rebuilding team, <laughs> like that's a huge factor. So it's not like a small occurrence when one week goes by, if he, especially if he's trying to score points. So if he's trying to score points and he's starting Kyle Pitts, seriously, send him that offer every single week, but just keep sending. Russ is looking at his computer. He's clearly looking it up. To send it right now. Um, I'm still going to have Pitts. One, um, I'm gonna have Laporta two, Goddard three, and Kincaid four. Uh, 
I don't have a, I think Laporta can easily uh, surpass Pitts. And if I ha- if he if he continues to grow in value, anywhere where I have Laporta and I don't have Pitts, that is probably an area where I will look to get Pitts plus for Laporta. Um, is if I can get that plus to be like a second at some point. I don't think it's there yet, but I bet you it gets there soon. Like right now, it's probably what Pit uh, Laporta in or uh, Pitts in a third, maybe people would, you know, in theory do that or it's, one for yeah. one they want to do. It's uh, close if, enough, I think. If I can get it to a second, I will cash out on Laporta and I'll take Pitts and uh, I'll just, it, it's tough to play any tight end right now other than Laporta and Kelsey. And, and even Andrews, I don't feel has been tearing up the scene. So I'll, I'll, I'll chuck in a Gerald Everett into my starting lineup and and just hope. All right, Kane, list. Oh, wait, no, um, you didn't finish your list. I still have Pitts. I did. I went Pitts, Laporta, Goddard, Kincaid. Okay. I was so enamored by your Pitts and Laporta thing that I kind of didn't hear the other names. <laughs> All right, sorry, Kane, go. Um. I have Pitts first. I have Laporta too, and I don't think they're necessarily close. Um, I know people are excited that Laporta scored one long touchdown. Um, but <laughs> for really me, they're one. not close. Ooh, yay. Um, but I don't think they're that close. Um, I have Kincaid at three. If I could get Kincaid and a two, or Kincaid and like a late one for Laporta, I would do that in a heartbeat. Like we have to realize Sam Laporta made one nice play. We've got to calm it down. Right. I would also like, take Kincaid the long in the first. Good God, that would be a point. smash. Yeah. I mean, I love Laporta and I yeah. would still take that. But no, but, like Laporta's been getting a solid six to eight targets every single game. And he's three games into his career. Okay. I don't care if they're rookies. I don't care at all. I don't get more points because they're a rookie on my team. Yeah. But that means they still have the more chance of right. getting better. Unless a than- league like that is created. <laughs> I mean, I'm not against that. Sure. Create a league where rookies get more points. Mm-hmm. All right, John. No, no, that is not a, that, that cannot be automated. That would be a manual thing. So hard pass, hard pass. Dalton Kincaid is older. Um, and then I, so older than Kyle Pitts. Almighty. Yeah. yeah. Cause he was in college for what seemed like 17 years. Uh, yeah. I think Kate at three and I've got her at four. I have Sam Laporta one because I believe, and I'm here to score the points now and not have to wait two years for it to happen. Um, Pitts a second, but honestly, like in the real world trades between the two of them, I think I just, unless there's like a one in between the two of them, which it won't ever, it won't be right now. I'm just going to say no and walk away. Like, I don't really want a deal between the two of them. Would you give Laporta in a second for Pitts in a first? Yeah, I don't care. If, if I'm getting a first, I don't care about a second. You know, like that kind of thing, especially if it's, you know, my second and anyone else's first because I'm going to win and they're not. So it's fine. Let's say we already know the draft order and it's Laporta in the one, uh, Pitts in the 110. For Laporta in the 202, you already know the draft order. Like, how close 
can we make it for no, us? No, for four picks, I'm just going to hold on to the guy I like more. All right. Which is Laporta. Yes. Okay. Um, but I do, like, I believe in Kyle Pitts, and I do still think there's a chance before the end of his contract, something changes in that offense. Like, I have to believe. I have to. I want to believe. I think that's the better way to say it. Like, I don't want this team to be this annoyingly bad. Um, I have Dallas Goddard third because he's scoring more points and I a more pass-friendly offense than Kincaid is in. Um, that could easily switch in 20 minutes if Kincaid becomes the real pass catcher two on the Bills. But that, um, anybody have anything to talk about, list, or talk of anything before we head out of here? Check your teams. Like Russ was I, saying at the beginning, Get look in the mirror, know where you should actually stand in your leagues. We said it last week. Say it again this week. The sooner you know where you're actually heading, the better off you will be. And by I the just end got of this a coming trade week, request. Ooh, let's do it. Uh, just came in. Um, I give up tank. Realize this is a one quarterback league. Uh, one quarterback, two running back, two wide receiver, one tight end, one flex, a defense, and a kicker. So as all right, close. So I'm to switching myself into like my ni- 1999 brain. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. So think redraft, but like you just keep the players. Gotcha. <laughs> uh, that works. So uh, even the yeah. defense and kicker, because you but just don't look at the league. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I give up Tank Bigsby and a 2024 first, and I would get Josh Jacobs and a 24 three. My running backs are awful. I I isn't doing well enough right now. For I me think to I give up a first for him. I think I give that. I'm not like as enamored with Tank Bigsby is because uh, I know his name's Tank Russ. Mm-hmm. But it, I assume this is that this is is this the league that you're always telling us about where like you're competing, but you had to pay a ton to get Tony Pollard. Is it that league? Yeah, the 106 for Tony Pollard. Yes, yeah. I also have Devontae Adams, Stephon Diggs, and Tyreek Hill. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's that league, right? Where it's just it, you, you are. It's impossible. Yeah. It's the Empire League where it's impossible for you to get running backs. Yeah. Yes, I that's just, one. Yep, I would just go for Josh Jacobs and go for the go for the win. <laughs> like you're not going to get a running back cheaper than that. So he's got to score eventually, right? Like he's getting 20 touches a game. Unless you believe he's Tank Bigsby's workload eventually. is going to dramatically improve over the rest of this season um, without counting on an injury. If you think it's just going to naturally improve, uh, the the move for me is go get the volume in Josh Jacobs and believe that the volume will eventually lead to production. Fair enough. All right. And before we head out, I will say every single Tuesday at around the two o'clock area, head over to the Fantasy Cares YouTube page where we will be live streaming every week going over the past week in Scott Fishbowl and giving away some fun stuff. This week, we're giving away a DeAndre Swift signed jersey and some other fun thing along the way. So check us out then next week, every week thereafter for the rest of the season. But now we are closing down the floor of Dynasty Wall Street. Russ Fisher at Dynasty Outhouse. John Bosch at John Bosch FF. Kane Fassell at Debbie underscore Kane. Ring the bell. We're out of here.